It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to the Fox Across America Game Ball presentation ceremony where we have a first-time winner. This gentleman, a D.C. legend, a former Speaker of the House, and a guy I had an all-around fabulous time with uh, as we hung out on the radio before the interview, during the interview, after the interview. I do say that Newt Gingrich was a fantastic time in studio. Uh, he certainly had some concerns when he walked in and saw the toys and the setup and everything in between. But I tell you all the time, this show is about finding lawmakers and news personalities who can hang, who can come into the treehouse and kind of have a fun conversation about the country that's substantive, but not that's not like bile, that's not like war, you know? And Newt Gingrich very much epitomized that this week. So I don't doubt that this is the high honor for him, just as it is for us. Uh, New Gingrich, come up and get your game ball. This was a big win for all of us. It's great to be with you. Uh, this is, by the way, a wild table. <laughs> Listen, I, everyone, you know, has concerns. Everyone has a different reaction to this. Yes. Okay, what it's really doing here is these are toys of my youth, as you would imagine. Uh, this is my New York City taxi license, which I was told by Fox to keep here as a reminder to kind of keep this, you know, train on the rails. Okay. Heaven forbid we go off the rails. I might be driving one of these yellow cabs instead of one of these radio shows. Uh, but the toys themselves, this is vintage My Life, Jimmy Fela, Long Island, Levittown, New York, late 80s, mid 80s. Okay. So some of these might not be familiar, but the Millennium Falcon you would know, right? So did, did you keep these or did you have to go back and find them? Oh, no, no. I definitely kept them. Uh, my brother had a few. But I was one of those guys who fortunately hung on to them because there are a lot of guys you know that go out now and try That's to right. rebuy the toys. You know, guys in their 50s buying toys from their, you know, they, they have a word for those guys. They're called losers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Get your life together. But you're, you, you're familiar with the Millennium Falcon, yes, right? I mean, in the new Star Wars, actually, the left suspends the star because it's not electric. They don't ah. actually get away. That's right. <laughs> They're like, it's a high emissions vehicle. We can't have you flee. But no, I wanted to get right into it on your book, and I thank you for giving me a minute. March to the Majority, the real story of the Republican Revolution. It's available everywhere now. I saw you discussing it today on Fox and Friends. I have so many questions about the book, and I have so many questions about the overlap between the march, okay, that you guys pulled off uh, in the 90s, 94, and what we're seeing today. Are you? Are there any reminders? Is there anything going on with this current incarnation of the Republican Party that gives you hope that we could be watching a sequel, or do you feel like the bench is still a little too thin? No, I mean, I, frankly, the reason I wrote March the Majority is I do think that there are some real parallels, mm -hmm. and I think that what Speaker McCarthy's done so far fits very much into the March the Majority. Mm -hmm. uh, he he set out very early on mm -hmm. the fight over the debt ceiling, mm -hmm. over a hundred days. Uh, he had a set, very good message discipline, almost like Reagan. Mm -hmm. uh, every time he'd see a reporter, he'd say, I really want to get it done. So he was positive. Mm -hmm. And I really want to talk with uh, Biden. Biden took the bait, had a position of no no changes, no cuts. That's only 24% of the country. Yeah. Three out of four Americans thought Biden was wrong. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, the country wanted them to talk. And the longer Biden said, I won't negotiate, the weaker he got. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there, there's some parallels. And I wrote uh, March the Majority specifically 
uh, as, as a playbook. I mean, mm-hmm. this is how we did it. This is both how we won a majority, and this is how we negotiated with Clinton mm-hmm. to get welfare reform and tax cuts and the only four balanced budgets in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. So it really was a deliberate effort on our part. Oh, that was great. So you're, you're sending plays into the huddle. You're like the We're Bill Belichick to. of politics. That's well, do you, do you spy I've been around on, long enough. <laughs> do you spy on the other team as well? <laughs> Newt Gingrich is in studio. We're having a laugh. Well, when I look at this current face-off that we have in Washington as it pertains to the 2024 election, I believe as it did in your era in the 90s, uh, the substantive side of the argument favors the GOP. So would you say, in your opinion, they would be wise to keep the focus on policy yes. as opposed to the personal? Yeah, we, we have a project called America's New Majority Project, which you can see at americasnewmajorityproject.com, mm-hmm. uh, started by Bernie Marcus in 2018. Mm-hmm. We do a tremendous amount of polling, mm-hmm. a lot of focus groups. There's no question you can build a huge majority. For example, the right of parents to know what's going on in their school is 84%. Mm-hmm. Only 11% are opposed. Okay. Now, the, the Republicans in the House have already moved that bill. Every Democrat voted no, which is crazy. Uh, and a whole series of these things where I think the more issue-oriented they are, mm-hmm. the more they offer solutions, the stronger they're going to be. Okay. The book is called March to the Majority, The Real Story of the Republican Revolution. I'm in studio with Newt Gingrich. We're having a grown-up talk about the book, about the current climate Um let me ask you one thing about the book, and this is superficial. Uh, there were stories in here about Reagan and Tip O'Neill and H.W. Bush and Bill Clinton. Uh, as having worked around all of them, who, which guy had the aura, like the star of stars aura of all of them that really stood out in the room oh, the most? There's no question, Reagan. Was it Reagan? Re- Reagan was personable. He was a movie actor. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew how to communicate. Mm-hmm. He knew what he believed. He was very patient and fighting for his beliefs. Um, uh, he's head and shoulders above anybody else I've ever worked with. Wow, that's so cool. We were I was on the road. I was in Davenport, Iowa this weekend, but we stopped off in Dixon, uh, Reagan's oh. hometown. It was really rad. And to me, that, you know, it was a seminal moment for me because I grew up in an America in the 80s that was an unapologetically pro-America. You know, right. is it weird to you to be living in this era where one party is kind of selling America as the bad guy because the Democrats very well position us as like this oppressive country now. And they're well, arguing with Tim Scott that, that he can't succeed. Look, or, I mean, to watch the Democrats become an anti-American party, mm-hmm. uh, to watch them basically favor anti-white racism, yeah. to watch them favor weird sexual behaviors so you end up with a group of, of weird people who dress like nuns and, and basically smear the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And then you get the Dodgers to invite yeah. them to—you uh, you you think, this stuff has all gone off the rails. Yeah. This I, is crazy. And that's why you're seeing the reaction at Target, uh-huh. seeing the reaction at Bud Light. I mean, the average American is saying, enough. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, when you go to a Dodgers game, uh, this is not what the manager meant when he called for a drag bunt. Newt. <laughs> hey, this guy, he's good, got baseball good, jokes. Good job. I What's like going that. on here? We're talking to Nick Kikrich. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. And what I, what I think is happening in corporate America is they're being hijacked by marketing firms and boardrooms that prefer their better social credit score over appealing to the consumer. What I think Bud Light is doing is not getting it wrong, meaning they made a good faith effort and were out of touch with the needs of the consumer. I think they're trying to change the right. perception. Is that what you'd, you'd classify yeah, look, that? You have to start with a simple idea. 
if if Harvard and Princeton and Yale and places like that mm-hmm. have all sold out to the left, mm-hmm. then the people that are graduating who get hired by these big com- companies, mm-hmm. so you know the CEO might still be semi-rational, but he's hired five or six people who are left-wing nuts. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> you know, and they come in, and in their world, they talk to each other, and they go, you know, oh, I think the idea of having a transvestite uh, who's becoming a, a woman, uh-huh. but who's a man and who's a TikTok yeah. person. Having that person on our Bud Light can will be terrific, you know. <laughs> and it's first of all, it's a sign that none of the people in the corporate boardroom drank Bud Light. Yep. Nor did they go to the bars where Bud Light was sold. Yep. Nor did they talk to people <laughs> who drank Bud Light, uh, all of whom said, "Are you just nuts?" <laughs> well, that's part of the problem too, is they get so much done through social pressure that. I don't doubt there was someone in that boardroom that might have been like, hey, this is crazy, but probably felt pressure not to speak out. Because where the Democrats have made most of their progress is by creating that gap between things people believe and things people are willing to say in public. Right. And in my lifetime, I've never seen a better, a bigger gap. I'm yeah. encouraged that it seems to be coming back around. But well, is that their whole playbook? Look, I mean, part of, part of what made Trump so unique, and mm-hmm. I think what Tim Scott did brilliantly this week on The View, mm-hmm. is he talked back at the level they were talking at. Yes. You know, and he was willing to take them head on. Tim Scott just took apart The View. He did. Uh, first of all, because it's, it's, it's a little much uh-huh. for a bunch of liberals to say to somebody who's black. Yeah. You know, you don't understand being black. That's great. <laughs> you know, and I think Tim sort of thought... Maybe I am more authentically black than some white <laughs> than liberal. Than Joy Behar? I mean, she has worn a lot of black face. I don't want to deny her, her credentials. It's crazy, it right? It is crazy. And, yeah. and they're so comfortable taking these positions, which is what blows me away. But I think the whole Democratic ethos right now is they're selling you know, victimhood over victorhood. I mean, I think that That's would right. be the big divide right there. But it's so fascinating to me because the whole grift relies on them convincing minorities they can't do it on their own. Right. But they're using prosperous people to do it. Like Barack Obama's presidency, for whatever we think of his policies, should have been a page-turning event in this country. Right. We should have settled it. All right, we had a black well, president. I mean, I mean here, here you've got a guy who retires to his $29 million compound, <laughs> not, not yeah. a house, compound, yeah. <laughs> uh, who says, you know, America is really not good to African Americans. Yeah. Well, how would he know? <laughs> And I think, and I think Michelle's still angry. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, she's mad. Well, one of the reasons she'll never become president, you know, they always say like, oh, she's, you know, the dark and the candidate. She could jump into the race at any minute and win this thing. It's actually true. And you want to know why? And I will tell you this: it's because all those chubby little school kids like me that she banned French fries for are now yeah. old enough to vote. There's, <laughs> there's no way you can win this country without the French fry vote. There's just That's no right. way. Uh, you'd have to agree with that. Maybe it'll make the next chapter. The book is called March to the Majority, The Real Story of the Republican Revolution. Uh, one more thing. Let's size up 2024 as it stands. I know the race can change. We haven't even started voting yet. But you've been pretty confident in Trump on the air. Uh, well, I mean, First of all, I think Biden probably will not be the nominee. Wow. I just, I mean, you just watch him. Mm-hmm. You, you see him week after week. Mm-hmm. Uh, becoming less capable. Yep. Uh, so, and, and I think the prospect, uh, which which Nikki Haley did a great job of raising, that you're really voting for Kamala Harris if you vote for Biden. Uh-huh. Uh, I think you have to be really out of touch with reality mm-hmm. uh, to think that Kamala Harris could serve as president. No, it's. Not. I mean, it's just it's just unbelievable. I think on the Republican side, it's not complicated. Yeah. Think of it as two, it's a two-lake competition. Okay. There's a big lake, which in the latest polls, 53%. Mm-hmm. That's Donald Trump. 
There's a smaller lake, which is about 40%. That's ev- that's everybody who's not Trump. Yep. Okay. Unless somebody in the in the non-Trump lake mm-hmm. figures out how to drain the Trump lake, yeah. he wins. That's true. It's not complicated. He's Instead, what's well. happening, and I guarantee you, every time somebody new announces, mm-hmm. they pop champagne down at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> I mean, what they want, they want about 20 people in the non-Trump lake chasing around each other. And, and I think the biggest story... The spring has been that Ron DeSantis, who's a, a great governor of Florida, I mean, did, mm-hmm. did an, has done an amazing job in Florida. He was not able to clear the field. Okay. And so, I mean, he wanted to be one of two. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's about to become one of many. It's a lot. You I, know. I, I think I'm running at this point. I mean, everyone I know is why, running. Why not? I, mean, <laughs> I think they're having a group on. That's right. If you just announce you save money. Uh, do you think there is a world? Because I don't doubt for some of these candidates it's a vanity project. You know, people are out there, you know, trying to raise their relevance sure. and stuff like that. Do you think there is a world where DeSantis could clear the field a month from now or three months from now? Or do you think no. these people are in it? I mean, I mean, he can clear the field if if he can focus and offer a strong enough message mm-hmm. and he can win Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, mm-hmm. and South Carolina. He'll okay. clear. You know, yeah. you clear the field by victory. <laughs> the old-fashioned way. But nobody, nobody now. I mean, I mean, why would a Tim look? Look at the attention Tim Scott's getting. Mm-hmm. Why would he quit? Yeah. In favor of somebody who hasn't. No, it makes sense. You know, makes or sense. why would Nikki Haley quit? Or nope. why would Vice President Pence quit? I mean, in fact, if anything, you, I think you're going to have the governor of North Dakota, who's a billionaire. Yep. Who looked around and thought, why not me? Wow. <laughs> this is fun now. <laughs> That's right. I used to tell people the Senate has 100 people who comb the hair every morning of a future president. That's <laughs> <laughs> so well said. That is going to do it for the Fox Across America Game Ball presentation ceremony. I will see you back next week on the TV, the radio, and everywhere in between. Have the best weekend allowable by law. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.